we need to think, how can I support myself on a daily basis? My morning, my lunch, making sure I have a break, my dinner, my evening. What am I doing to support myself? And how can I make sure that my timings work? And how can I make sure that I end each client? So as I said, I use the bush flower space clearing spray. So that's an option. And or you could smudge whatever it is that you do to make sure that you're clearing your space. You're taking that deep breath. And you're looking after yourself. So anyway, finding your flow is next week. I'd love to see you. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is from Strictly Education and Support. It had a lot of people commenting on it in the group, and I've had lots of messages about it. So I thought it really should be turned into a podcast. So I hope you enjoy today's podcast on space clearing, dealing you know, it's how to really make sure that we can stay in this business without burning out, how to deal with all the emotions that go with being someone who has to hear all of those stories and all of that input from our clients. So I really hope this helps you in practice. See you soon. Hello, everybody. How are you all? How's it going, everyone? So welcome to Hashtag Training Tuesday. Now, chances are you're coming back on the replay. So don't forget to type in hashtag replay because it means that you can find the videos really quickly when you're looking for them. You think, oh, what was Geraldine saying about Malaskan? What was Geraldine saying? And you can just type in hashtag replay and everything that you've commented on will come up. It's just an easier search mechanism. The other thing is don't forget to share with your friends. So tag people in the post that you think may need to know something or share the group with your colleagues and with other students and share it in the groups that you're in. So the easiest way to do that is just to share the link rather than actually inviting your friends because the system is that if you invite someone and they don't fill out the questions, if I admit someone who hasn't filled out the questions, then you haven't agreed and you actually get put into some sort of Facebook jail because you haven't agreed to be here. So you have to fill out the questions. So it's actually easier if you just share the group with your friends. And I'd love you to do that because there's a lot coming up. There's finding your flow is coming up next week. And there's actually a lot more in it this time. So there is a very nominal price. It's $27. So um, it's a tiny nominal price, but it's just that little bit of price to make sure that people who attend actually they've got a little bit of skin in the game. It's not much skin. It's only a tiny bit of skin really, isn't it? $27. But that is coming out next week on the 28th. We're doing that at lunchtime. I always do it at a different time, but I do it six months apart. It's always a bit of a break. What else? We've got graduate mastery program coming up. So if you're interested, then book a focus call. I will add some links to this conversation later so that they're in the chat there. Now, what am I talking about? Today, I am talking about our boundaries and about overwhelm. There've been a lot of conversations in a lot of groups about how do I deal with overwhelm? I'm getting overwhelmed seeing all these clients. You know, I'm empathy burnout at the end of the day. How can I cope with seeing all of these people and not just be absolutely dead at the end of the day. And it's something that for me, it happened over time because I was very limited with the number of hours that I had when I started out. 
because I had small children. I had a husband who was always at work. He's still always at work, but my children have grown up. And so I didn't have any support networks. I did have nannies, but everything very prescribed times. And I was working as a nurse as well. So everything was very prescribed. So I knew exactly when I could and couldn't work. And there were small bots of time. Kids are in kindy for two and a half hours. So I could see one and a half clients sort of thing. So being able to make sure that we have our boundaries in place is really super important. And so as I was building my business, I could literally only see initially five people a week. So my empathy wise, I didn't burn out. I'd get confused with things. I'd get overwhelmed by things. But then those people would go on holiday when I went on holiday because I was seeing parents of young children. And so they didn't want to see me. So I would have those natural breaks happening. Now, when I think about that, though, like I started out, I was doing five for years and years and years. I'd do five people. It's all I could see because I had a toddler and then I had kindy. And when they started school, I did reading in the mornings and things like that. And school parents wanted to see me at 2.30 because pickup was at three. Or And then at, so then 3.30, they want to see me with their child. So it was very prescribed. Again, I did a late night. I'd always done a late night Monday. And so that increased my numbers from five to seven, I guess by the time we got to school or before school, well, by the time my daughter was in kindy and my son was at school, I was doing five to eight people a week. And then after I'd done those, I was slowly building the number of clients into the small allotments of time that I had. I would do any paperwork at night in the evening. I was still studying. You're always studying. Like, yeah, aren't we just all naturals constantly wanting to study, constantly wanting to learn something new? I think that's one of the things about being a mature age student is you just want to keep learning more. So my client numbers increased again as they started in primary school and they started being able to walk themselves to school, then, you know, school buses. So I could have more and more clients. I mean, I remember I'm still working as a nurse on the side. So I still had a very limited amount of time in which I could see clients. But what I did discover is I made it up to about 15 clients a week and that's my empathy cutoff. Okay, so I could work as a nurse two days a week, but my maximum seeing clients was still 15 because with my nursing, I got used to it, really. I'd figured out the burnout. I'd figured out those things and I was able to go from one client to another. The adrenaline kept me going. But when we think about burnout, how can we avoid it? Because what I'm seeing in the groups is a lot of people who are relatively new to practice really struggling with this overwhelm and burnout. So I've obviously got a couple of courses that help people because you're in community, you're in group, you're in the graduate program, or you're in the next level program. Many of you will have had that email shot off a couple of days ago, and people are applying to now about coming on Monday to see what the next level group's all about. So having community really helps with overwhelm and lots of people, I can't fit it in, I can't afford it, I can't do this, I can't do that. Basically, we can all afford what we want to afford at the end of the day, can't we? Let's be honest with ourselves. So I couldn't really afford that reflexology I had today, but yeah, I went and had it anyway. But when we think about our times, we think about our boundaries, they're really, really important. And when we place those boundaries in train, I would, you know, my daughter was at kindy, so I was able to do, you know, see one and a half people. So I could see a new client and a return, or I could see three returns, half an hour appointments, 45 minutes, really. But kindy's up the road. So I would get a walk afterwards. And then I would get a walk home. I wasn't diving into the car and driving. There wasn't huge stress involved. And that calmed me down. That relaxed me. And that got me outside. It got me breathing fresh air. I'm in the city. But because I'd had those boundaries in place, I knew what I was doing for that time. I'd set up those times. It's the only time I could see those people. Then I'd go for my walk. I'd come back. My brain space will have changed in that walk. Because we have to remember when we're changing from one thing to another, we have to change our brain space too. 
And so it's quite important that when we set up our systems, we make sure if you're a massage therapist, that you don't try and go massage, naturopathy, massage, naturopathy. You set up that table and you do a morning of massage. You funnel those people as you're talking to them. You're saying, you know, they're saying, oh, I got bad guts. And then you're saying, well, it sounds got a lot going on rather than me just selling you something on our chat here. I really need to book you in for a naturopathy appointment. And I see people naturopathically on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We need to funnel them over into our other business because once you've got one client, then that client, you'll see them for other things as well. You know, I see my naturopathy clients, I'll see them for hypnosis, for example. But what we really need to make sure is those boundaries are in place and we're not trying to double up. So as a massage therapist, you're not massaging away and trying to solve all of their problems and answer everything that's going on for them. We don't want to be doing that. We want to make sure that we've got those into their designated times and their designated time slots. And so we're able to work within our systems better as well, because we're setting up, we're starting at the beginning of the appointment. We know what we're doing. We're going through to the end of the appointment. Now, so client numbers, really important. So I found that 15 a week was where my empathy, I just ran out of empathy. And so when I had to go over 15, so coming up to holidays, things like that, then I would, because I was lecturing by then, I would ask one of the students to come and work with me for the day so that I could see 15 people in a day rather than a week. And I could really get through all the people before holidays, or I get another newly qualified naturopath in with me because it just sped things up. They had quite a big room here. They would sit over by the herbs. I'd do all the talking. I'd do all my stuff. And then I would say, we're going to put blah, blah, blah in your herbal mix. We need this, this, this. And so of course they would get those things down. They would mix the herbal mix up and I would do what I do. And then they'd be gone. And it was so easy. It was fast. And I was able to push more people through because I knew where my weekly limit of 15 people is. And I've said this to people before and then I thought, oh, 15 is not many. And then I've heard them two years later, you know what, Geraldine, 15 is about mine as well. And that's why ultimately we work in programs and things like that so that they've got other things to do so that we can see the people we need to see. And I coach people, so I'll be seeing them repetitively as well. So your client numbers before you burn out, figure out what your number is. And some people set 30, 40 people a week and that's great, fantastic, good on them. I just can't do that. So boundaries. Now, the other thing that between clients, especially difficult clients, or if things haven't gone so well, then I have cleansing ritual, which I will explain to you in a moment. Now, there's a number of things that you can do. So you can smudge. They smell amazing. You can burn them. Remembering that if you smudge, mind your fire alarms. Because once you start burning these, you might just set your fire alarms off, which we've all done. So these are made by Louise Kerwin, Discover the Power. And it's got lavender, sage and rosemary. And I send these out. This is one of the original ones. She said they're too long. They're much shorter now. And I send them out for my virtual retreat. So my academy members will all be getting a smudge stick and some, they're called bushflower essences, as part of their retreat pack in November. And we smudge then and everybody, we smudge our rooms. But anyway, I'll stop smelling my sponge stick. And and I'll talk to you about how I cleanse between clients and what I do while the clients are in the room. Now, a long time ago, I would burn essential oils, but then I started having clients in who are allergic to everything. And so you can't have these smells going on in your room. You can do space clearing sprays and you can do bushflower sprays because, of course, they don't actually have a smell. So that works very well when you've got those sort of people coming in. The other thing that's really good in a room to help reduce things, Sungite Stone, which all of my attendees will be getting this year as well as part of the Academy Retreat, because that helps with your EMF. The other thing, so stone and salt lamps. So I have salt lamp 
going. So I've got big salt lamps and I've got those in my room all the time. Now, I tried to get one to show you, but it's actually tucked down behind the screen and everything. And I looked at all the cables and I thought, no, that's far too difficult to get everything out. Everybody knows what a salt lamp looks like. I was thinking two per day for myself starting out a morning and afternoon appointment. That way I can increase as I'm confident and comfortable, says Louise here on Facebook. And absolutely, that's we start out slowly because we're learning as we go. And fine, I had tons of background knowledge because I had all my years of nursing and all my training and everything else. But especially if you're just coming out of college, you're wanting to go down those rabbit holes. You're wanting to figure things out. And so we need to start where we're comfortable on those lower numbers. So client numbers, boundaries, make sure your boundaries are in place. On my phone, it doesn't accept unknown phone numbers, my iPhone and answer messages. Hi, thank you for calling Geraldine Headley at Highgate Proactive Health and mentoring with Geraldine. I filter all my calls. If you want me to ring you back, please leave a message because I'd love to speak to you, but I get too many sales calls and I don't have time. So please leave a message. I'd love to get back here or something like that. You'll ring it. You'll hear it. And then I get all of these hang And then of course I get a message that says the caller didn't leave a message. I'm like, no, because the caller was probably trying to sell me something. And I've saved myself 10 to 15 phone calls a day booking in. People can book in. I had somebody book in yesterday. So that was really nice. Email came through $632. Clients booked in. Thank you very much. I have a look through and they found me online. They may well have tried to ring me. They can book a discovery call or they can just book straight in. And she just booked straight in. I had another one last week. It just pops up and I don't have that many hours open for new clients. So for them to find a spot is really lucky. So my systems are there so that I don't have to over interact so that there's automated emails going out when people book in. So if somebody books in at 10 o'clock at night, they will get an automatic email saying, thank you very much, congratulations, and this is your information. And so we need to have these things set up because all of this stuff adds to our overwhelm as well if we're not in flow. Now, we really need to center ourselves. We really need to make sure that we start the day on a positive note. It's a really good idea to have little rituals in the morning to make sure that you're ready for the day and then to have rituals at the end of the day as well. So my ritual at the beginning of the day, yeah, fine, I shower, I might exercise, I might go for a walk, all of those things, but then I have a dirty chai latte with almond milk. And I sit and I relax with that. And I don't come into my office with it. It doesn't come into my office. I sit at the dining room table and I enjoy that. But I do look at my phone again and say, okay, these are the things I have to do. I have a little mental discussion with myself about, I really need to send those emails today or, oh, that thing I forgot, I need to do that. But I'm not really concentrating on it. I'm actually just enjoying my one real coffee a day. Okay, because my coffee's got up during COVID, my coffee's got up to like four or five a day. And then, of course, you've got to wean yourself off, haven't you? Whereas one coffee a day, you can miss it the next day and not go through all the whole weaning process. So I enjoy that coffee. And then once I've had that coffee, then I come to my office. Then I come and sit down. Then I open things up. Then I check my desk blotter. And I've got some things written here. So at the moment, I've got making sure I've got my little list of what I'm going to talk to you about. So I check my desk blotter. I have a look through things. I've looked at the diary already because that's first thing in the morning to know where my first client is. 
or my first mentee or my first whatever it is. So I know already, especially if on a Wednesday I've done clubs in the morning online and then I know that I've got to get changed to first client. But I come and check my desk lotter. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm headed with that day. I've started to now really designate out different days for things. So like the Monday is a mentoring day. So I see my graduates mastery program in the morning. Then I have my next level groups through the day. And now in the evenings, I've also got a project next level group as well. So that's really working on people's projects. It's just same but different, but it all happens on a Monday. So I'm seeing all these mentees on a Monday. Tuesdays, I'm dedicating to the academy. I'm seeing clients as well, though I'm seeing mentees on Tuesdays and Wednesday. And then on Thursday, it's for clients. Okay. So I've really designated out in my diary what I'm going to be doing on particular days. And you need to be thinking about that too. So I used to, I would nurse on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, for example, I would see clients on a Monday, nursing Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on a Thursday, I would see clients as well. Sometimes on a Thursday, I might do an extra shift or then when I started lecturing, I dropped a nursing shift and I would lecture one day. So it was only two days out working for somebody else. When we're with our clients, we can become easily overwhelmed with what's going on with them because they've got polypharmacy maybe, they've got everything going on, they started off with a bad stomach, they took Nexium and then everything was just a slippery slope, we all know. They take something for their tummy and because they're not actually fixing the root cause, they're just taking Gaviscon, Mylanta, whatever it is. And so they're taking these tummy things and it's just a downward slide for them because they're not digesting their food. And we all know this, don't we? So this person then comes to see you and they've had 10 years of the self-health and everything is going on and you start to become overwhelmed in the consult about what's happened, about what their problems are. So I have a little rule with myself. If they have five or more medications, or I mean, I know my medications pretty well, they have five or more medications and I do not prescribe anything on the first appointment. I prescribe diet change because if they're not willing to change their diet and my changes are very simple and very small, I start with one meal and I get them to say which meal it's going to be, how they're going to change. I get them on board. But if they can't do the simplest diet change, then what is handing them supplements going to do? Is it going to help? It's just yet another Band-Aid, isn't it? It's yet another PPI. So we really have to think, what is it that is going to change them and how can I get them to change? They're on five pseudocals. So that means I have to do a load of research into what I can and can't give them contraindications. So I start with food. If they are really difficult and they've got a load going on, then my consults actually become shorter which seems a bit inverse, doesn't it? How can you have a short consult? They've got so much going on. It's because I'm becoming overwhelmed and I need to go back to the root cause, which is generally you're helping with their gut liver immune, but health starts in the gut, doesn't it? Every nutritionist listening is like, yeah, that's why I'm here. Health starts in the gut, every naturopath. So we have to get that gut working really well. And so we need to bring it back a shorter consult for them so that we just see them more regularly. And that way we can slowly, because they've, they've got sick over time. So we have to make them better over time rather than overwhelming ourselves. The longer your appointment is, the more overwhelmed you will become. What I wanted to talk to you about was what I do when I become overwhelmed. So if I've seen a number of clients, then I will do some sort of space clearing in my room. So I've got my salt lamps going. 
just down behind all my electronics here. Um, I've got crystals on the side here as well. Some people like the crystals, some people don't. I don't know. I like the look of them, if nothing else. But what I do is I stop, I take a deep breath, and I really think, okay, why am I overwhelmed and what's going on? What has caused me to feel like this today? I do question myself and I ask myself, because it might be really obvious it might be, oh, that client was so difficult and that one rushed and I don't like that one. It feels like being with the school principal and I don't like that one and I don't like that one. Yeah, she got your period this morning and had a bit of an argument with your husband the night before and the kids were a nightmare to get them to school. So it actually all went wrong much earlier. And so you've started your day on a higher plane of stress than you really want to be. So we do need to go back to the core of why we're stressed and what's going on and what's impeding us. Then what I do is I take that moment, I put my feet on the floor and yes, on my floor, there is a plastic sheet thing for underneath the chair. So the chair can actually go back and forth and I don't ruin the wood floor. I'm wearing oak boots. Am I meant to admit that? No, I'm wearing high heeled shoes. I'm in my office garb. No, I'm not. I'm in oak boots. So I've got my oak boots on. I've Yes, I'm on the plastic floor, but I've got my feet flat on the floor. I take that deep breath and then so what we do is we put ourselves in a bubble of white light. As someone pointed out to me years ago, if you're in a bubble of white light, what can go in and out? What we need to be able to breathe, our bubble needs to breathe. So I imagine and I get people to imagine that it's, you know, your screen door holds everything out, but there's airflow. So it's always a bit grubby, your screen door, isn't it? Because it's got dust and everything else on it. So I imagine that my bubble is made of screen door metal. So everything can go in and out. And then what I do is I want to deal with my aura, don't I? So I stroke it. I flush it because I want everything to go out and I want fresh air to come in from the top. And I want all of this stuff to go out down low and get rid of it. And if I need to, this one, I couldn't actually find my space clearing spray. I've definitely run out and I've got another space clearing spray that you can't get because I got it in Bali. So I've got the emergency spray from the bush flowers. So I spray that above me and then it just gently falls down and I'm sweeping it over myself. And then I'm going around to the corners. So you're north, south, east, west. And I'm going from north, south, east, west, and I'm making sure that I'm flushing that or I'm flushing away what I don't want. And I'm acknowledging it while I'm doing it. I'm thinking to myself, that person was really difficult. I need to get rid of that stuff. He was carrying a lot of stuff. I need to get rid of it. I need to acknowledge that he's got all that stuff going on, but I need to get rid of it now so that I'm ready for my next client, so that I'm in a fresh headspace. And I'm getting it out. So this barrier that I've got around me, this screen door material. So I'm sure you've all seen the, listen to the adverts on the radio. On the radio, all the screen door, you know, nothing will get through it. Tank can't get through your screen door. So because I'm flushing everything out, there's only good stuff able to come in. Louise on the chat has just said, one of my lecturers told a little story that she wears a clinician's coat to protect her from the client energy. She takes it off and leaves it behind each day. So that's the way if you're doing it, I'm not going to wear a clinician's coat. I work with children. So when I trained, we wore t-shirts, pink ones, and which kind of goes with the hair, but I didn't have pink hair then, I had brown hair. But anyway, so I use a space clearing spray and I go to the points of the compass and I make sure that I've flushed them away and I've acknowledged that they have those problems, that they are their problems. They are not my problems. I'm here to help them and I will facilitate that help. But I'm a change maker, yes, but I'm not at home with them and I can't do those things, okay? 
So we need to think about that. I'm a change maker. I'm going to support them. I'm going to help them, but I am not them. I am not their chef. I am not the person that's actually going to do it. They are the person who actually has to do it, which is why with coaching, I do have a coaching course for us because coaching courses totally, I did a year's coaching course and I've got to say that information was wonderful, but I still had to make it work for a naturopath and nutritionist. So I make sure that I clear. Sometimes I haven't got time to really think about it, sit down, and I might have, I'm getting rid of one and the next one's coming in, in which case I will just spray between the door and back to the room. And I will then take that time later on to make sure that I've cleared my space when I'm leaving my room. And the other thing at the end of my day, because I work from home. Now, when I started working from home, I would, I've told you before, I just moved the room around, literally moved the room around. The TV was here in front of the windows and every night I threw a sheet over the TV. My clients would sit on my sofa and my wheelie chair sat on the far side of the room in front of the computer because I hand wrote notes. So I would make sure all I would do the next day is bring the wheelie chair in front of the TV so I have the door close to me so I can leave if I need to. They're opposite the door so they can't, and there's a little table in front. And so when I was conducting that consult, remember Finding Your Flow is coming out next week. And in that, we go through the timings really specifically and how to run that consult. So I was able to see the client, work with the client. I would get them out. The next one comes in. I would spray in between. If they were someone who was totally allergic, then I couldn't use the clearing spray because, of course, it's got a smell in it and they would smell it. So then I would wait or I would use my selenite stick. So I can use that over your aura as well. So I know these things sound all perhaps a little bit woo. I mean, I'm not a very woo person at all. I'm very science-based, but sometimes it's the action of doing things, no matter what it is, it's the action of doing things that means that we've changed, that things have cleared. And so at the end of the day, I've got rid of the clients. I would uncover the TV. I would move my chair. I would close my files and put them all away. I would make sure that the room was cleaned up. Now I've got this room to myself. I'm not seeing people in my room. I'm seeing them online since 2020. So no one's coming. Well, actually, I've had two people come in. Two doesn't really count for the number that I actually have. So everybody else is online. They're much older ones like to come and see me. Now it's a case of I've got lights either side here. So I turn off the lights. I move the one light away because that's where the door is there. So I can go past or well, the laptop's closed, but I have to open it. I have some ritual where I open it to close it. I turn it off. I pop it underneath. I cover my screen. So I've got a scarf. I've got a really long scarf and I will cover the screen over the weekend. I might not cover it. Like I came in this morning and I thought I'd turned off my computer and it turns out I hadn't actually turned off the computer at all. Or it had, sometimes your computer doesn't turn off when you think it has because something's been open. But there is a little ritual at the end of the day where I'm closing things down. I'm finishing things off. I don't shut the door because the cat will often come in here and sleep. I don't want to trap them in the room. But it's all about this ritual of finishing for the day because I want to make sure that I've cleared my space. I want to make sure that I've cleared my mind. I want to make sure that I'm ready and prepped for the next day. So what time is it here? It's 4.30 here now. I'm going to work for another hour and a half, something like that. Dinner's already done. It's in the crock pot. I did that this morning. So that's all ready to go. I've just cleansed, haven't I? Because I've just shown you how I do it with the spray by turning to each corner. And when I think about what is it that I'm going to do tomorrow, I'm going to write it on my blotter. The blotter is actually looking really quite full. So that will be one of my jobs tomorrow is putting out a fresh blotter so that I can start again. 
making sure that we have these little rituals, even though with our rituals, you might think, oh, it's my ADHD, it's my that. But these things help us all, no matter what our underlying personality is. Knowing that we have structure helps all of us. It helps small children, it helps elderly people, it helps everyone. And having that structure and organization will help you to be in control because that's the other thing. When we become overwhelmed, we're actually out of control. And sometimes it does feel like you're racing down a road with a car out of control. But other times when we feel we're out of control, it's because everything is, there's just so much to do or the things that there are to do are very intense. So shorten those consults. Come to um, Finding Your Flow next week. Learn how to have a shortened consult that's constructive, that doesn't burn you out because burnout is really, really common in our industry. And there's lots of ways of dealing with it, adding programs. So we have programs in practice in the academy. Adding a program really helps because we want to change our clients, don't we? And as I say all of the time, we change one client. Epigenetically, we are changing a whole group of people. We change that diet. We change that life. One person, no one is an island. So you might be seeing single people. They might be your niche. Single women, 45 to 55 years of age might be your niche, but they're not, they're still not an island. Those single women will be going out and meeting other people. Those single women will be saying to somebody, oh no, my naturopath said I there's, I shouldn't be drinking water out of these nasty plastic bottles because of all the estrogens in them. I shouldn't be doing that. My naturopath said, whatever it is. And so they're not an island and everyone shares the knowledge that you share with them. If you're working with families and you change the diet of the cook, then you're changing the diet of everybody in the household because you're changing the way things are cooked. If they're having schnitzel every night of the week and you've managed to get that down to one night a week at the pub and not in their own kitchen, then not only have you improved their atmosphere at home because you've reduced the frying, you've supported their health and well-being and that of their family. Because we don't just change one person. No person is an island. We change all of the people that surround that one person. But we can become overwhelmed and change ourselves in the process with the stress. So we just need to make sure that we have systems in place to be able to monitor our time. We have boundaries in place so that when we finish for the day, we really have finished. My phone goes on to focus, some bizarre thing. Anyway, it's called itself now. And But at seven o'clock, that's it. I don't get messages. I don't get phone calls. Nothing comes through on my phone. And it is my home phone. So only my favorites, only people marked as favorites can ring me after 7 p.m. or message me or whatever. I have my notifications off. And no one can contact me until after seven in the morning. And it's really important that we have these boundaries in place and that we're choosing who we connect with, what we do, how we do things and the people that we interact with. And if someone isn't right for you, if a client isn't right for you, I mean, we talk about firing our clients. I've never fired a client. I've just referred them on. Some people just weren't right for me. I just didn't rebook them. It's easy. You just don't rebook them and you're just full. And then you can block them on your calendar so they can't rebook themselves if they're really awful. But some people just aren't our people. And that's another reason to niche down so that we know and we're getting our people because the more you know a subject, the easier it is to see those people. I mean, I work a lot with children, obviously, all the pediatric stuff and it's pediatric online mastery course later in the year. I won't talk about that now. So I know who my people are. I do a lot of gut work. I do a lot of longevity work. 
And so my people turn up and I'm really happy seeing my people. And every so often someone will turn up that isn't my type of person. They've got my problem, the problem that I like dealing with. But I was talking about one client I had. She was a secretary to a principal for all of her working life. And every time she came in, I felt like I was in the principal's office. It was really hard to work with her. Not my ideal time. And I always had to make sure that I cleansed my space after I'd seen her because it definitely left me feeling affected. All right. Even though we got her off her all sorts of medications, we got her so like different person, totally different person, able to eat all the food. Her um, blood pressure went down, which I'm not very good at getting people's blood pressure down. Hers went down. All sort of the all amazing changes with her, but she was never my type of person. It wasn't someone I'd go, yeah, let's go for a coffee. And I like to think all my clients and all my mentees are people where I'd go, yeah, let's go for a coffee. I'd love to meet you. She wasn't one of those. But we did amazing work with her. And so I know that I changed her. She would cook. She cooked for the husband and the children when they came home and the grandchildren. I changed those, the grandchildren's lives. They weren't getting the sweets anymore because I had encouraged her to improve her life, her well-being. So we affect people every time we see someone one-to-one. It's really important and it's really beautiful that we do that, but it can be overwhelming. So we have to make sure we're protecting ourselves and we're looking after ourselves and that we maybe limit the number of people that we see. We definitely make sure we've scheduled ourselves a lunch break or a coffee break. We 100% make sure that we have systems in place just when we start up the day and close down the day. And we make sure that when we're overwhelmed, we've got someone to talk to. You've got someone there that understands. Well, my husband works for somebody else. He does not understand what I do. Okay. He can't. He doesn't know what I do. He doesn't sit consult with me. He does think that just like my cleaner thinks that my, all my clients are really lucky because they all go away happy and laughing and they all have a great laugh while they're in here. And we do. We have a laugh. I have a laugh with all my clients, except that one woman that I thought was the principal, um, rather than that being her boss all her life. But we have to have systems in place to support ourselves, to support our well-being, to support our mental health. And we have to make sure that when we start to become overwhelmed, that we're really looking outside the square. We want our clients to improve their life and their diet. There are clients that we get in that we want to refer to psychologists. There are clients that we get in that we know need psychiatrists. There are clients that we get in that we send them for a massage. We send them for acupuncture, whatever it may be. And we need to make sure that we're doing those things for ourselves as well. So I have, I go for a massage with Denise every six weeks and about every six weeks, I reckon it is at the moment, I get reflexology in the city. So this morning I went for reflexology in the city in one of the shops and I always get the same lady. It's great. And there's the little things that we have to do for ourselves so that we can keep supporting others. So what I'd like you to do at the end of this is not only tell your friends about these conversations and my podcast and go and check out my podcast. So not only tell your friends about this group, but really look at your week and your system and look at how you're supporting yourself through the things that you do and your behavior. So think about your morning ritual. Think about your evening ritual because those two things like right now we're into the evening. What is your evening ritual? Does your evening ritual involve a lot of social media? Because it probably shouldn't because that might be adding to your stress. Does when do you go through it? Like 
once a week, once a fortnight, I'll go through all my promotions and spam and social and everything else because I use Gmail. So I go through those about once a fortnight. I'll just ditch 200, 300 things. I won't unsubscribe necessarily, but that's because I might be soft and I think, oh, what's that? I might just go and open that clothing stores link or whatever it is that they've sent me because I know that I have those times designated to go and do those things. I look at it and go, oh, yep, I've got 500 promotional emails. I'll go and delete 500 promotional emails, probably keep 10 and have a look at them. Knowing what we're doing, setting out our boundaries. And so that's what I want you to do is to look at your day, look at your morning. How are you supporting yourself before you start? If you start out the day with difficult mornings because you've got to get kids to school and there's all that timing, there's all that shouting, there's all the stuff that goes on with getting kids to school. What do you do for yourself straight away after that? Is there a moment? Do you get a moment then when you've got the kids to school, you get home, you might still have a toddler at home. So what is it that you do with the toddler? For me, it was painting. We didn't sit at our dining room table until my daughter was probably eight or nine years old. We sat at the counter to eat because the dining room table was just sticking and pasting. Because instead of, like I said this morning, I sat down with my coffee, I checked out what I was going to do for the day, I did all those things. I would sit at the dining room table and I would stick and paste with my daughter and drink that tea or that coffee. I certainly wasn't drinking a dirty chai back then. It was probably a cup of tea. So what is it that you're doing to support yourself? What can you implement to support yourself? And tell me in the thread, you know, you're listening. What is it you're doing to implement these changes for yourself? And how are you supporting yourself? And what do your evenings look like? Maybe your mornings are okay. You don't mind all that rush around and that busy and then home and straight to work. And that's totally cool. It might be you then drop the kids and you go into an office space. Five minutes sitting at you just organizing what you're going to be doing for the day sets you up and starts you off. What are you doing in your evenings? How are you making sure that your boundaries work for you? How are you making sure that you're supporting your mental health in the work that you do, which is a stressful job? We have a stressful job and we all have stressful lives. We all use up our empathy. It's like a bucket and it goes, it gets empty, doesn't it, Soraya? It gets empty. Our bucket can get really empty. And so how are we filling that bucket up? How are we looking after ourselves? What are you doing to support yourself? And one thing I keep seeing in the groups, people are saying, I'm so overwhelmed, that you need to do that. Ask for help, okay? You need to ask for help and it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to reach out to other people, all right? I've had multiple phone calls with people who are at the end of their tether or they're exhausted or they're not coping and it's okay to reach out. I know that I'm going to be finished in here by 5.30. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm still sitting here at 6.30 because I'm so in the flow. And then I'll hear my husband come home. I'm like, oh, quick, turn it all off. But I know when I turn it off, I've turned it off. And I do late nights as well. But if I'm doing a late night, I'm not doing it in the morning. Every day is different for me at the moment with work, study, family commitments. But there is a basic routine for each. Exactly. Definitely room for improvement. We all have room for improvement all of the time. And work will never finish. All right. So we will always have work to do. We run our own businesses. You will never not have something to do. Absolutely. I do late nights because I will not do a Saturday. I will not work the weekend. I mean, I do work the weekend in my own business. My husband works weekend. So when he's on call, I will sit down and do paperwork. I'll write a talk. I'll do something like that. But I will not see clients at the weekend. I want to do it in my own time, in my own way. But I have those boundaries in place to make sure that I am setting myself up for the day. We don't have a routine with little ones. It can be really hard. 
And when we're studying, because of course, each semester, your classes change, don't they? So things are different and they're different for all of us, but we need to set ourselves up these support systems. And we really need to think out, how can I do this and not burn myself out before I've even started? How are you going to do that? How are you going to make sure you're not burning yourself out right at the beginning? I mean, one of the things is as soon as you qualify, you can't get your certificates for like three weeks. Take a holiday. When you finish, take a holiday. I love candles. I've got candles in here. When I was seeing clients, of course, people who are allergic and their reactions, so I couldn't light as many candles. And there's some beautiful soy candles out there now, aren't there? Like the companies, Oborn's got some amazing, and Renner, they've got some beautiful candles you can buy. That's one good thing, isn't it, about wholesalers? You can get yourself a really nice candle. But we need these things and we need to think about how can I support myself? Who can I talk to? Who is there for me that will support me in the job that I do, which is a tough job. It's not an easy job what we do. And there's a lot of work pre and post, and there's always more work to do. And that was one thing when I was, I had toddlers and I was working and I was studying and I was running a small business. And then my husband one day, I saw in the morning, I boiled him an egg to take to work because I was making breakfast and I boiled this egg and gave it to him. And the kids wrote and I got kids to write on it. So he had smiley faces and love hearts and stuff all over it from the kids. And off he went with it. And then he messaged and he said, oh, you know, I love the egg when I sat down for my lunch. And I thought, I am making a fundamental error here. He sat down for his lunch and here's me running around, not sitting down for my lunch, not taking that time. And now I make sure I take that time. So I will go onto social media in my lunch break. So that's when you'll see me answering questions in Facebook or I might be on Insta or something. And that's, and I sit, if the sun's out, I'll sit on my veranda or I'll sit out the back in the garden and get some sun. So we need to think, how can I support myself on a daily basis? My morning, my lunch, making sure I have a break, my dinner, my evening, what am I doing to support myself? And how can I make sure that my timings work? And how can I make sure that I end each client? So as I said, I use the bush flower space clearing spray. So that's an option. And or you could smudge whatever it is that you do to make sure that you're clearing your space, you're taking that deep breath and you're looking after yourself. So anyway, finding your flow is next week. I'd love to see you. I'm going to go now. I've been on here long enough. So I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Take the time and think about it over the weekend. Really think about how is it I can look after myself? What is it I can do to support myself in my business, to support my psyche, my being, who I am? Have a good one, everyone. And I look forward to seeing you training Tuesday. Maybe you'll make it a Thursday again. This has been really good. You've all managed to, lots of people have come live and I'm sure there'll be lots on the replay. And so maybe we'll do Thursday again next week. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.